0: Whole Home Podcast. Thank you for joining the table with me tonight. And of course, I am not alone. I'm here with the lovely Misty Harger. But before she and I get to talking, I wanted to share a wonderful opportunity with the ladies of Remnant Church. Olivia Newton has started a project that so many of us have talked about for many, many years now. And she is doing the hard work of putting together a Remnant Ladies Cookbook. Yes, you heard me, a cookbook. And I wanted to encourage everyone to get a recipe to Olivia ASAP. And also thank you so much for doing this, Olivia, and what a blessing you are. And can you believe it, Misty, after all these years? I'm excited about it. (laughs) Yay, and are you gonna submit anything? Absolutely. Yes, yeah, potluck magic at last. (laughs) So if you're ready, let's get started. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Good. (laughs) Okay, this is the soil section of your podcast. And this is the story of
1: how you grew up or where you grew up. And so why don't you share that? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Enon. So it's like right outside of Chester, um, between like Chester and Hopewell, like right on the river. It's kind of the suburbs, but Okay. our house was back in the woods a little bit. So It felt more country.
0: (laughs) I don't know why, but the Enon Baptist Church is that. Should I know that? Why is that in my brain? Yeah, it's not.
1: It's not far from there. Um, Do I know anyone that goes there? uh, We've had people from our church come from Enon Baptist. Okay. Did you go there? I did not. Oh, okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, do you travel back? Does your family still live there? Yes, my parents still live in the same house from when I was growing up. They moved once, and I was like, I think I was ten. Okay. When we moved, and then they've been in the same house. Since then, so it's only about a twenty-five minute drive. So, what is your bedroom now in the house? Um, it is the guest bedroom. <laughs> oh, nice! In the house, is there um, like a random doll <laughs> eyeballs anywhere? Like, looking on so, the closet. <laughs> I I had to have this bunny wallpaper. Okay, <laughs> when I was when we first moved in, like ever all that all the rooms needed to be painted or something, and uh, so I chose this like bunny wallpaper and my mom was like you know when we put it up it's going to be there for a long time (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i love it and i wanted it and um it was there until probably five years ago oh my goodness and she's repaint she's taken that down and painted it since then but
0: quite the project is (laughs) that the room though that y'all do you stay there uh yes if
1: if i go there that's where i would probably sleep that's funny okay so tell me about your parents um, so my dad was an electrician. I remember him going through school when I was little. And so he worked a lot. He worked shift work and then would do school um okay. when he could. So he was we were always excited when he came home. Um, what do you mean by school? Uh he went to back he went to he was going to college and working at the same time okay, to wow. become an electrician. Um and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. She did different odd jobs like through while we were growing up to help bring in extra income when we needed it. Okay. Anything that you could remember? Did ba- you ever go along with her? Babysitting. She would uh, pay us <laughs> a little <Nice>. bit <laughs> because we would help her out some. So she did babysitting. She worked at a bank for a little while and she worked at U Crops taking okay. out the groceries. I don't know if you ever went to crops and they would bag your groceries and they would take it out for you. She was the person that did that. She
0: was the kind face Yeah, <laughs> to say, come back again. Man, crops I miss that place. All right, so how would your
1: parents describe young Misty? They would probably. <laughs>
0: you don't want to answer. They, <laughs> they,
1: they would probably the first thing would say, they would say that I had a temper okay. um, growing up. Which was definitely true, and mm-hmm. is something that God is still, you know, weeding out of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so at home, I was really comfortable, but I was an extremely shy kid. So I didn't have like I was not a popular kid. I didn't have a ton of friends. It was really hard for me to, I don't know, put myself out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a bunch, but but yeah. So, so did you have siblings? I did. I have I have an older brother, um, and a younger brother. Okay. And so at school, would you guys hang out? Or? No. So the Christian school that we went to, the way that it was designed, we didn't really see the other classes very much. Okay. Um, so we didn't really hang out at school. And then we, my mom did homeschool us through bits of our schooling. But, but yeah, I didn't ever see my siblings <laughs> in school. Wow, that's school. so interesting. So yeah.
0: I had that experience too where I was homeschooled in like pieces, I mm-hmm. guess. But that is very interesting that You didn't spend a lot of time around, but what about sports or after
1: school? Would you guys hang out together? So my brothers did baseball Mm -hmm. uh, during spring and fall, Um, so we would hang out then. Later on, my younger brother did a little bit of wrestling, but Mm -hmm. I never went to the wrestling (laughs) matches (laughs) I was a cheerleader for one year. Okay, that's what I'm um, looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, it was, that was uh, sixth grade. I was really trying to overcome my shy situation. Yeah. And so, of course, why not choose cheerleading? Yeah, um, <laughs> Just screaming. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Completely took me out of my comfort zone. Uh, but, but, yeah, there was not really a lot of overlap. I mostly, I would go to the baseball games. Okay. things like that but so did you grow up around any other family like did you have cousins around we ha- yes I have a, had a huge family my meemaw lived five minutes down the road and she would watch two of my cousins a lot and my aunt and uncle lived with her mm-hmm. one and off and we were always at her house and uh seeing family they uh when my I I'm losing my word <laughs> no don't even worry about it <laughs> um holidays okay yeah. um Like the her house would be packed with all of her family. Yeah, it was always super fun. I'm sure as a kid it was fun. I don't know how fun it was for all the adults. (laughs) So she, (laughs) but it was fun for me.
0: Was she is like a strong central figure in your family? She was. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about her then.
1: Um. So my her my pa uh which was her husband, died when I was two, and so I really only knew her Mm -hmm. by herself. And um, she, I think, helped raise her siblings um, a lot growing up, and so everyone was always coming to her house. Kind of, she was like a mother figure Mm -hmm. to them, and she didn't have to go visit other people. They always came (laughs) to her, (laughs) and she always had like a box vanilla cake with chocolate icing, oh my goodness, and a cake on a cake stand to like offer people, especially on a Sunday. We would have Sunday dinners there for a little bit growing up when her health was good, but she was, it didn't matter if you brought friends with you, the table was there for everybody. She was also a fiery woman, so I may have gotten (laughs) (laughs) some of that from her, I don't know. Is that why your family moved where they did, because of where she was, to be close to her? It could have been. I don't know the whole story, but I do think that her and my grandfather lived, or my papa lived here first, and then other family Okay. Um, joined on down because they're originally from Radford, Virginia. And then they all ended up moving down this way except for my, my great granny. She she moved down later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, k- kind of came back and forth through the years. You were super shy. Did you have
0: like one childhood friend? I or? did. I had okay. like one
1: really good okay. friend and yeah. we would fight and then be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> would you fight about like what stupid yeah, stuff? Um, I don't even remember. Yeah. It was just, it was just, you know, Silly things, I guess, that kids fight about. Um, That's back when you like had a dial dial a phone. Number, yeah, like, we did to call people, right? Yeah, we would, especially when when my mom worked at the bank. Mm-hmm. I would just call her, and we would hang out talking on the yeah, phone, talk on the phone, <laughs> and totally keeping the line busy the mm-hmm. whole time. Yep, that was yeah. so funny. Do you still keep in touch with her? Um, I have occasionally in the past. We kind of went separate ways in high school mm-hmm. um our lives were very different okay i think it was they were so different it was just they were com- and we were incompatible yeah, <laughs> as friends yeah. at the time so did you go to christian high school uh no i actually went to public school okay. in 11th and 12th grade which was very different because i grew up at a, in an independent baptist church and it was very strict uh you know i had didn't wear pants until I was in college, okay. <laughs> kind of thing, and so I went to public school in eighth my eighth grade year, mm-hmm. and it was really awful. I had a bad experience, and so my mom let me come back home and homeschool. And then in eleventh and twelfth eleventh grade, I was like, Mom, let's just give it another try <laughs> and yeah. see, because I had thought about going to a tech center for nursing okay and ended up I didn't choose to do that then I went to I would just I, we still went to public school in 11th grade things were a lot better and my bully from 8th grade mm-hmm. ended up being in my chemistry class oh, no. in 11th grade and he was wearing a shirt um students against violence oh my and god I, I was like things have changed
2: no, <laughs> since 8th grade
1: and he was very nice um not wow. so nice in eighth grade, but very friendly in eleventh yeah. grade. Yeah, so it was a very pleasant two years. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's good. So you were saying that you could go to tech school at eleventh
1: grade? What do you? Yeah, mean? there was a tech school uh, associated with Thomasdale, and uh, you could go to learn different trades, like to get a little head start.
0: What made you want to
1: do nursing? My grandmother, what we called me she mm-hmm. would she ended up coming to live with us when I was 16. It might have been 15. And she stayed with us till she passed away. Mm. And so I had a lot of hands on experience with taking care of people who were really sick. Okay. And kind of just was like, Well, I'm already comfortable doing this. Maybe that's what God wants me to do. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And so that's That was kind of how I headed in that direction. And I'd already taken care of people that, as for side jobs, that had Alzheimer's or their family needed somebody to come stay with them.
0: When you were that young, so I'm trying to figure out the timeline. So when you were homeschooling,
1: she was Mm -hmm. living with you? Yes. Yeah, so you really were by her side then? I would help my mom during the day. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then I would do my school in the late evening when my meemaw was kind of calmer. She had like uh, what you call sundown syndrome where she would be calm in the evening but at, at night would be really um agitated Mm. and so there was like a short window (laughs) of when I could really focus and get work done Mm. but it was it was a it was a good time I was glad that that we could do that yeah so your whole family culture
0: probably changed then if people went to her house and now yes that just
1: stopped all of a sudden it did it stopped and then everyone of course people get really critical of your care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there there was always fighting mm. uh, kind of going on with my mom and her siblings. <clears throat> and so that kind of inched its way in. Um, you know, they were, you know, worried that she wasn't getting all the care that she needed, which, yeah. you know, they weren't there. So they didn't know. Um, but we were literally taking care of her like 24-7. But things kind of calmed down after a bit. But it was just, it was all new to them, Yeah, having someone that ill come and stay. Yeah, is know. that your first
0: experience with self-sacrifice? I mean, that's pretty extreme. And then
1: for you to just be able to do that is pretty amazing to me as a um, young person. My mom, I saw her sacrifice a lot mm-hmm. through the years. My um, her health went down after my pawpaw died. And so <clears throat> she would have like long stays in the hospital and my mom would just drop everything mm-hmm. and stay at the hospital. She would sleep in the hospital windows, <laughs> gotcha. you know, and um, so I think it was it didn't seem abnormal. It seems like that's just what you did, mm-hmm. you know, for someone you love. Yeah, I definitely think that I got that from my
0: my mom that raised me If anyone was sick. You just went all out for them and I think it's just in my mind it's like a no-brainer it's like that's what you do yeah sleep on the bathroom floor whatever you got to do but yeah yeah so winding it back a little bit to some sweet memories do you have a sweet memory of your childhood you
1: could pull out I guess a lot of my memories revolve around uh, a little house that my papa had built in Radford it was literally a it was a one-bedroom house it had like a small kitchen and an eat-in dining Little dining areas. Little, it was enough for this uh, small table. Yeah. <laughs> and our, you know, I already said our family was really close, so it would be my family, which was five of us, mm-hmm. my aunt and uncles, and my meemaw. We would all sleep in this one bedroom. Oh wow! House <laughs> for vacations. Those you said are, he built it. He built it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And we we had that house for a long time I my mom inherited it when my mom passed away we even got to stay there with my, our, our kids mm-hmm. occasionally um so that was really but those were really special memories the closeness and just being able to spend all that time like there's there there was a little tv but it didn't work
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it was just there for I don't know why it was just <laughs> it stayed there for the whole like, time the room together <laughs> Um, it never left. It yeah. stayed and it didn't, like, if it worked, like, it would go in and out. And you'd have to, like, walk around with the antenna oh trying to goodness. get some kind of reception. And I remember my aunt and uncle sharing this little twin bed. Okay. And my uncle is was not a, you know, small. He had, like, really broad shoulders.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so <clears throat> my aunt, I walked into the bedroom area because you had to, like, walk through the kitchen, through the bedroom area to get to the it's bathroom. Tiny, right? Yeah. And... He's like laying on his back just like it was his bed and she's <laughs> Where laying, was she? <laughs> she's laying on her side and holding the wall <laughs> with her other hand just to stay on the bed. Good night, and- <laughs> honey.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, those were those are some of the best memories um I had there. My pawpaw's brother would come mm-hmm. and visit us and he looked a lot like my pawpaw. so mm-hmm. he kind of took the place of him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it was a sweet time.
0: Yeah, growing up. So you said after you went through high school, you
1: went right into nursing, or not really? Um, yes, I. Well, after high school, then I went to Liberty for okay. nursing, and is I that did, weird to go so far? It didn't feel weird okay. to me. Um, I I thought it would have like growing up. I was I didn't really want to go away to college, mm-hmm. but I felt ready by twelfth grade, I guess. So I went to Liberty and started taking prerequisites for nursing and ended up not getting into the nursing program there. And so I was like, well, is this what I should should is this what I should be doing? I don't yeah. know. And then I went on a trip to China and Your first year? Second. Okay. Second year. And it was a really wonderful experience. And so I was introduced to teaching English as a second language. Okay. And I was like well, this sounds really neat. (laughs) It was, I enjoyed it. I was like, maybe this is, you know, the experience I needed to find what, you know, I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And um, so I switched my major and I was doing okay. And then I got up into the the higher English and really struggled with, even with extra study and help. And so I was like, I don't think God's calling me to this if it's this hard. Like, I mean, if, not that God doesn't call us to do hard things, Mm -hmm. but it was not a God-given gift. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was very apparent that that was not, um, that was not working. And so ended up, my loans got messed up and I couldn't apply for the classes that I needed for that semester Mm because it would have been like a whole nother year. Um, And I would have had to, you know, waste like a whole year before I could take the classes I needed. And so thought about it and prayed about it. And I was like, maybe I'll just go back home and um, go to nursing school at home Mm -hmm. and that's ended up where I finished nursing school was back at home okay ended up being really good for me yeah (laughs) yeah so what what was your experience like at Liberty um I loved it it was like it was the first time I had a whole lot of really close friends Mm. um I met one of one of my Friends, I'm still friends with today, actually, two really close people. God had given me a lot of wonderful ladies around me, and it was just, yeah, I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Partially, probably why my grades were not the highest they could have been Uh uh-oh what's the story (laughs) misty
2: like (laughs) what were you doing we we were all really
1: well behaved (laughs) but it was just we just really enjoyed each other's company again I I, yes my roommate actually um she was like hey I think we're about the same size do you want to try my pants (laughs) and I was like why not I'll try one and they actually they fit and she was like here just take my pants I can get more that was the first time I wore pants but uh She is still actually a really close friend. She still comes and sees me, and we get to hang out. Awesome. So who told you about Jesus? I grew up in a Christian family. My mom was saved when she was young. I actually don't know my dad's story, which is just hit me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I do know that when I was about two years old, my dad told my mom, we need to find a church. Mm -hmm. They were not in church at the time, I don't believe. So that's when they found an Independent Baptist church that was not far from our house, and they just kind of jumped right in okay. and served. And I mean, we were there whenever the door was open. My okay. mom like cl- helped clean the church. We would have any missionaries that would come to visit. Uh, they came to our house to eat. Yeah, they were just always super involved. Um, so I grew up in a Christian family. I came to know Jesus, I will say, <laughs> at, like, at the age of six. And I remember making the decision. But after that point, hearing more sermons about, spe- specifically about Revelation, mm. it, like, terrified me. And oh, you mean I, the book? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the book Revelation. And I just was always scared that I didn't, I wasn't actually saved. Mm. And so, like, I went back down the altar at when I was eight and that's little yeah and it still felt the same mm-hmm. <laughs> like it didn't feel like I was still scared I never wanted our kids to experience that and I don't think my parents knew because I never told them that's you know that those fears I yeah. don't think my parents probably still know <laughs> yeah. that because they were very they were always preaching like do you know that you know that you know that you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like well I mean I know what I did yeah <laughs> But like, how do you really know yeah. um, as a kid? That's that's really scary to have that question all mm-hmm. the time, especially, you know, as you're growing up and like you're still getting in trouble and, you know, yeah. you're not you're not perfect and you don't know what that's supposed to look like.
0: Yeah, well, there, I can definitely <laughs> identify with this a couple of years maybe more than a couple now, maybe five. Ava, she's 13 now. One time Ryan and I like found her in her room and she was almost just shaking, crying, just um, she was undone and we were like, had no idea what was wrong with her. We were definitely very scared. And she was just undone at the thought of the bigness of God. Mm-hmm. And it just terrified her. And I think it just got to her. And she had, like, a little breakdown. And we had not known until, like, <laughs> she expressed that. But it is, a, right. you know, I guess it is worth asking your kids because, you know, their inner thoughts they probably do keep to themselves, like you're saying. Um, yeah. How do you process something so vast and... So the thing that helped her, and you may know this story already, is when we took her to the Museum of the Bible, and they had a um, walkthrough uh, experience. Have you been there? I have not. Okay, Mm-mm. so there's this walkthrough experience, um, the New Testament, and then the Old Testament, and I don't always love those kinds of things, but Ava, it like changed her life forever, and she's like, I'm not afraid of God anymore. And That's
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> so yeah, sometimes I think she's just the kind of person that maybe needed handlebars like right some something visual some more than just what her mind could imagine right anyway so yeah so you're 8 and then what
1: happened after that yeah i'm 8 and i mean i i probably i struggled with that fear i would say all the way up until i was 23
2: mm-hmm.
1: and thankfully things kind of things fell apart at the church we were that i grew up in we were, I went there until I was, like, 16. Okay. And then my parents, you know, kept trying to find another church home, which took a long time after that. They were really hurt by a lot of things. And so I kind of, like, went around with them. And then when I came home from college, my brother, when I came home to finish nursing school, mm-hmm. when I came left Liberty, my older brother, he was like, hey, I've been going to a Sunday school class at Mount Pleasant that you really need to come to mm-hmm. he said this guy like is explaining things like i've never heard before mm-hmm. and i think you would really enjoy coming and it's that was brian Lachlan's class oh my goodness <laughs> um and uh i didn't understand half of what he was talking about he was oh in, so he went yeah i went i okay. went with him and pastor brian was in seminary at the time mm-hmm. so i think he was practicing a lot of that was he wearing <laughs> all us. black I At think that time he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even though I may not have understood all of what he was saying, a lot of it made sense. Mm-hmm. Like the Jesus that I had read in the Bible was no longer questioning my salvation <laughs> all the time, but he was actually filled with compassion and grace mm-hmm. and it a lot of things just made sense. Mm-hmm. And so yeah we, I stuck I stuck with it and um, about your brother? Did he stay? Yeah, he stayed. He actually met his wife there. At the church. And he he wanted me to come to his Sunday school class, but he didn't want me to sit by him because everybody thought we were dating. <laughs>
0: oh, my <laughs> goodness. That's funny. Um, so did one of you have to exit the car first wait Um, 10 seconds and then
1: yeah he was really even um (laughs) if I went to the mall with him he was like you walk behind me (laughs) (laughs) he wanted a lady (laughs) so um yeah he was he was ready to get married Mm -hmm. he was like I'm ready to get married you need to sit like a couple seats over because we're not dating (laughs) yeah that's so funny (laughs) which Sean actually thought that I was dating my brother Donnie oh my goodness long story short but obviously I wasn't <laughs> that's too funny did
0: you meet Sean there I did okay in the class
1: or in the classroom yeah okay well then yeah. that left you an opportunity to sit by him right well not at first okay <laughs> I, I met him but it was it was a little while before we actually became friends okay so right. did you notice yeah. him yes I did okay Spoiler and then I noticed <laughs> then I noticed his fiance come and walk in and sit beside him
0: I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was that a significant turning
1: point in your life, or is there something else that you can think of that kind of changed the trajectory? of? That was things? definitely a significant point. That was when it first started to make sense, mm-hmm. and all fear just vanished. It Like, I have not been afraid since that point, which is huge. And then when Sean and I were married, I just remember driving back from church because we had started when Remnant was first getting started. I was just so thankful Mm -hmm. for the preaching and just so many light bulbs going off that it was uh, like truly knowing Jesus. And so, yeah, that's like a huge turning point for me. Yeah, There was no more fear and God was good. Did your family, or I guess you and Sean at the time,
0: did you follow, were you part of the church plan of Remnant? We were. <laughs> yeah. you want to
1: tell a little bit of that? Um, so Was that our, hard to decide to do? It was not. I yeah. was all in for it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of exciting things happening, Sean and I. We were dating, got engaged, married. This is all when Remnant first, like, the, just was uh, starting. Okay. And, like, our first meetings were still at Mount Pleasant. And uh, I think we had one of the first Meetings up in the city at our house because mm-hmm. we got married May second, which at our your universe, house? Um Yeah, well, it wasn't like a church meeting; it was like a form, it was like a <clears throat> gathering. I can't remember what we were okay gathering for. Where did you live? Uh, we lived in Oregon Hill.
0: Okay. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So we got married May second of two thousand nine, and that's like we at planning. Yeah. 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 And we had one of like the first meetings up in the city at our house. Which, awesome. was, which was super fun. We were all in for, mm-hmm. there wasn't any other place that I think we could have, I couldn't picture myself being anywhere else yeah. other than with remnant. So. Yeah,
0: that's really beautiful.
1: Okay, so what's a favorite story to tell about you and Sean early on? I mean, you guys are youngins. Let's see. I will say when we first moved up to Richmond, that was like a really neat experience of knowing knowing Jesus in a different light Mm -hmm. and what our mission was there when we moved in and we had all kinds of freedom because we didn't have kids yet and um, I remember uh, we wanted to have like this huge block party at our house like Mm -hmm. to invite everybody to our church (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: and Pastor Ryan we took we made up flyers and I think we went up like 30,000 steps trying to (laughs) pass out flyers (laughs) To get people to come oh my. and just have opportunities to share the gospel, we did not have a huge crowd come out to the yeah <laughs> to the thing. We had all this excitement. Not very many people come, but mm-hmm. that was one of our first, just really fun, exciting memories of being newlyweds. And yeah, so who designed the, the flyer? You or Sean? I don't remember. I cannot. That would life, be
0: fun to remember. see <laughs> a little vintage piece of history.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. All right. So what are some obstacles that you've had to overcome in your life and you can go
1: way back? Probably shyness was the, one of the biggest ones. Cause it affects, it affected a lot of things, even like, even, like, even till, even to today, like just mm-hmm. overcoming, I guess, fear of man would be the, would be the obstacle, not just being shy, but fear of man. Here recently, I've been trying to make a goal to speak to one person I don't know at church. And sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about once a year? That's and, your goal? No, like one, every Sunday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it real easy on myself. <laughs> once a year. <laughs> once every five years. No. Um. And so like that's something that I still have to, I still have to fight against. And even, you know, not letting the conversations that don't go so well, not letting that be burdensome. But, yeah. but giving it to the Lord because, you know, he wants us to, he wants us to welcome people in. Yeah. And just putting down those fears. Yeah. Something I've always struggled with. (laughs) Yeah. There's definitely something I want to ask you but I'm trying to decide when to do it.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I'm just going to go for it. I heard you share a story about your singing when you were a very little girl and you were talking about being in your backyard singing. Can you share that story?
1: Um, When I was little, I would just go out and sit on the swing and make up songs and sing. My neighbor, who is normally really grouchy at this, I can't remember if he told my mom, I think he told my mom that he just really enjoyed hearing that. And even my mom has told me several times that there were so many times where she was struggling Mm -hmm. and having a hard day. And then she would hear me singing, and it was usually about Jesus because that's mainly what I knew about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that it it would be encouraging to her. Yeah. Yeah. Am I remembering this correctly? Did you say before, did
0: you ever say like you weren't allowed to sing or you just didn't or you would only do it in your backyard?
1: Oh, I was always allowed to sing. Mm-hmm. But as far as like songs that I wrote, a lot of that wasn't if I shared those with um really any of the I guess pastors cuz growing up it was just we only had like one pastor and like they ran everything, like they ran the music and mm-hmm. like all that stuff. So like, if I shared that it was more of like you are being prideful, which I was trying. I was trying to understand, like, well, how do you know about the hymns? Like, did yeah. people? How did like people shared things they wrote? Yeah. Um, So, like, how do you do this? I'm not trying to be prideful. How do you how do you do this and not be uh, other people not assume that you're being prideful and sharing something that God's laid on your heart, mm-hmm. you know? But that was always kind of put down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, how has song shaped you, or how has that been in your
1: background? Song has always been whenever, whatever I was going through at the time, I feel like God always gave me scripture that to meditate on. And then those would, those would turn into songs somehow. And I feel like meditating on scripture, that was, that just seemed like the easiest way for me to meditate on scripture. Mm -hmm. And it was always really healing because I'm meditating on what God says is true. And so a lot of times when I'm working through, uh, songwriting. I have to think, okay, I don't want to write about <laughs> my sadness mm-hmm. necessarily, but what does God say about my sadness yeah. and how can he lift this from me? And so that's even like as a young kid, that was really always very helpful. Was anyone else around you singing or what was the singing like in your church? It was um, the singing in our church was really... Uh, it was always upbeat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was all the upbeat hymns, mm-hmm. pretty much. And we did sing some of the, you know, like Just As I Am and, and things like that. The singing was always really, I thought was always really good growing up. About in your family? A lot of Southern gospel. Okay. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Which I don't listen to anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of just a lot of things that I had to struggle with to particularly about salvation. I just kind of left some of <laughs> some of that behind and just turned a new leaf with different music and Mm -hmm. and such which sean introduced me to a lot of (laughs) is isn't that a something yeah just a beautiful piece of your relationship i was not allowed to listen to anything else than southern gospel and so when i met sean Mm -hmm. he's the first person that ever was like you got to listen to these songs and Mm -hmm. we would listen to him on our like we were going on a date and then he would pause them all the time and ask me what they meant (laughs) (laughs) Like (laughs) drilling me. (laughs) He's like, I need to know that we're compatible. Right, which I appreciate because I, um, growing up, I wanted to know what the words of the song were. Like Mm. I didn't like not knowing what they were. So I would take my cassette player and I would play it enough for me to get the first sentence. I'd write it down yeah, and then maybe rewind and then play a little more. And just I would have notebooks filled with just lyrics from songs that I wanted to know what they said. (laughs) Yeah. Do you still have this? I don't. I think oh, I. Bummer. I don't know what in the world happened to them. Yeah. Um, I bet my mom keeps everything, so she might have them. Do your any of your kids learn. do that too? Tempe is a writer. Okay. She really? started to. She started to take notes for um, during sermons. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she'll do that with other things, but because mm-hmm. um, she doesn't have that cassette tape, I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's something about that click, push and click.
1: Mm-hmm. So how has your personality changed over time, if you were to reflect on that? Hopefully more personable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think God it's always um, still growing me and, and being more loving and kind. But personality-wise, I don't know. Definitely more outgoing than I used to be, which doesn't say much. But if you knew me. <laughs> yeah, well, give me
0: an example. What something right. you might
1: do now that might shock your past self? <laughs> so, and our church doesn't really do this, but when growing up, we would have like visitation nights I have no idea um, what that means um, so on Tuesday nights, <laughs> Tuesday nights we would have like a visitors came we would go and visit all those people that came and and pretty much just and you know plan on sharing the gospel because we didn't know if they knew Jesus or not and I would pray that Jesus would come back before <laughs> I had to do that on Tuesday nights <laughs>
2: oh man um
1: I think now, you know, I want to serve God. Yeah. (laughs) I want to want to, I want people to, to know him. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what that says personality wise, but I know that before I just, I wanted Jesus to come back to like free me (laughs) from all of that. (laughs) Yeah. totally. Um, And I literally prayed it every week Mm -hmm. and, but you know, it's not so much of a anxiety inducing thing to, you know, I may not desire to meet a new person every Sunday but I'm praying that God changes that desire and and help me yeah. with that but I'm not praying that God returns before <laughs> Sunday
0: so I don't have to get <laughs> to <talk> to them. <laughs> people's
1: personalities are so variegated
0: even maybe perhaps a way that you love people are outgoing is maybe through food would you say I don't know
1: yeah At um yeah whenever somebody's coming over I'm like okay what's their favorite food I'm not mm-hmm. going to make anything they don't like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Or, you know, I I think that's one thing I always saw my mom do is, you know, if you're coming to her house, she's going to make homemade tortillas, Mm. you know, even though she'd go buy them from the store and we would love her just as much. She knows that, but that's just her love languages. And thankfully, I'm married to Sean and he's like, you don't have to do all of this Mm -hmm. to show someone that you love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, He's like, if you're going to be taking ibuprofen and laying on the couch when everybody's gone, then maybe that's not <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> maybe, you know, you know, tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's just so many personalities. Like
0: even for me, I love getting people together, but I'm probably not going to be the butterfly in the room. I will oh, yeah. be the person probably on this side maybe not
1: even talking to many people at all and I don't know. Yeah I've definitely there are times when I I'm able to do able to speak to everyone and feel comfortable and there's other times where I struggle with that more. I'm not sure why. I know like I'm an introvert and so like if I've been around a lot of people for like several days in a row it's a lot it gets a lot harder for me mm-hmm. to be extremely social. Yeah. Um, not that I'd don't want to socialize with a particular person it's just I feel like I have reached my yeah my max and yeah. <laughs> there has to be some kind of decompression or some, I don't know yeah yeah so who taught you to cook that church cookbook floating yeah. around <laughs> um I was always helping my mom in okay. the kitchen like she didn't put me in charge of making dinner or something like that but I was always in there helping her like my dad's role was like when mom's working you work with her when I'm working the boys will work with mm-hmm. me and so my mom was always in the kitchen yeah. <laughs> and um she learned a lot of cooking from my Mom and she was a great cook she was more of like the semi-homemade cook, okay. like because she grew <laughs> up in the like the depression era where oh, yeah. you know they were like, oh, this is, some of this stuff is really nice to have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I agree. It's it's nice to not, you know, to do semi-homemade, <laughs> yeah. you know, as well. But then my mom, she really just trying to, like, save money and be mm-hmm. real savvy. She learned more about cooking on her own, just reading cookbooks and such. And then I would just help her in the kitchen. And so just just helping her every day helped teach me a whole lot. Yeah.
0: What was your maiden name? Bowers. Bowers. So what is a... Famous
1: Bowers recipe. Well, my mom. So my grandma, my on my dad's side, she did not cook very much. Hers was her big recipe that everybody loved was macaroni. Oh, <laughs> like classic. Um, yeah, it was like a classic macaroni. Now my me on my on my mom's side, mm-hmm. I would say peach cobbler was like the mm. the recipe that everyone enjoyed. Actually, that and her rolls, okay, were famous. <laughs> okay, so.
0: As we come to the close, what about looking back is there something that you appreciate now that
1: maybe you didn't have eyes to see back then um I appreciate how when my parents went through a lot with our church they um I never heard them like <laughs> bad talking like you know things that had went on um, they just they kept on moving forward and being faithful in what God had called them to do find a, a new another place to worship you know and stay. And community and and their faithfulness in all different kinds of ways. You know, back then, I just probably just didn't even think about it. But I think that's one reason why my brothers and I know Jesus still, you know, yeah. is because of uh, their faithfulness through so many things.
0: So we have to close this section up. And is there anything else you want to share maybe? I can't
1: think of anything. It's okay. <laughs>
0: um, all right. So... This is the section where um, Misty is going to share the woman that she has picked um, to honor in our church for her Christlike virtue. And when Misty got here, I asked if she had chosen a woman and she said she had. And I was kind of floored when she told me who it was because she also told me that the same person helped inspire a song that for some reason the Lord had laid on my heart to ask Misty to play for us just actually several months ago. So if you would please listen in to After Misty Closes in Prayer and she is going to sing that song and share that song with
1: us. And but now she's going to share the woman with us. So the woman I picked is Chantel Soto. Um, I don't get to see her very often, but there's been times where um, she has touched my life and, and I'm thankful for her faithfulness and letting God speak through her when a few years back when we had the ladies conference i was going through a really hard time and specifically with our kids i loved being their mom but i didn't love being a mom at that time and i'm sorry <laughs> uh chantelle shared how her dad would pray blessings over them every night and at the end <laughs> this little chantelle um who was you know quiet, but she's, you know, yells and says, what will your children remember? And that just cut through all of the, all of the mess (laughs) that I was going through and has brought me back to a place of desiring to bring joy into motherhood through my salvation in Jesus Christ. So I want to lift her up and thank the Lord for that. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, um, I want to lift up Chantal and thank you for the boldness that you give her and also a spirit of, um, gentleness that have went hand in hand, um, all the years that I've known her. I thank you for her faithfulness in loving you and how that has impacted me in ways that she probably doesn't even know. And, um, Lord, I pray that you will help all of us, um, all of the women in our church to continue to be faithful to you so that we can all point each other to you. And I thank you for all that you do. I thank you for, for that friendship. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. You Are the Beauty was inspired by Chantel Soto after our women's conference a few years ago. It was right after a friend had died suddenly and I was in the midst of some deep depression related to the hardships of motherhood, feeling inadequate, and just completely overwhelmed by it all. During the conference, Chantal finished her talk by yelling, What will your children remember? And it broke me because I wanted my children to look back and remember the goodness of God and not just the brokenness of this world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm you
2: you mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: it displays the unity of sisters in the local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for his glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and his faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the master gardener is always at work, so let's yield to him and grow where we're planted.